0: It's go, 2022. Man. Matt's trying shit, right, man? We're out here. We're experimenting. It's like college all over again. But that's a story for another day. I'm not sure what the f*** this is. I'm about to find out. This is Talk can Audio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside episode 956 of the Talkin' Audio podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Talkin' Audio. If you want to give us a follow over there, we love hearing what you guys have to say about these episodes. Uh, as well as make sure you're subscribed and following along on your favorite podcast app. The follow button, subscribe, whatever it looks like. Just go ahead and hit that. Join today for the first time in, I don't know, a month or two, maybe a little bit more than that. Our buddy Matty Lang's back. How you doing, man? Back in the big leagues. I like it. Yes. Welcome to the big leagues, bitch. <laughs> Little inside joke for everybody. <laughs> we'll throw it in there. Yeah, it's. Uh... Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. Oh! How you been, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, like we were just saying off air, just been busy with uh, with work. But uh, listen, it's playoff season, baby. It's playoff season. It's Blue Jay season.
0: <laughs> we, man, all over the place. There's
1: more important things at work. This is why we work, right? That's we work for this.
0: Exactly, man. Uh, look, we're going to talk a little Raptors here today. I want to ask you about, uh, the health of OG Ananobi. Want to ask you about what's going on, uh, with Matisse Thibault. Want to ask you about what the hell is going on with James Harden. We're going to get into this whole Raptors 76ers series, but you know where we like to start, man. You got a beer for us here today?
1: I do. I do. I actually, and you know this, I've, I've actually stopped keeping too many fresh beers around the house, but, uh, I've got an old reliable with me today. I got a, uh, 355 milliliter. Of the green shotgun, an old Heineken for the boys. <laughs> there we go. Nice and cold. All
0: right. Okay. So, What do, this- you, what do
1: you got there? What do you got on the uh, craft side of
0: things? <laughs> this is a, uh, and actually I think I had this the last time you were on, not the same beer, but uh, I think we talked about this. This is from Muskoka, which I find to be a little hit and miss. Uh, I think we talked about that last time. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't, but uh, this is a new series I got going on. Uh, They're doing some uh, collaborations with different breweries, I guess, from around the world. This one is called uh, Greetings from Belgium, uh, and it is in concert with a a brewery over there. Uh, It is called, uh, like I said, Greetings from Belgium, but it's supposed to be a strong golden ale. uh, And uh, clocking in here at 7.8%, so it's got a little bit of coriander to it. We'll see what it's all about, ma'am. But yeah, this is the first time I've ever tried this one.
1: I mean, you don't really strike me as a coriander in my drink type of guy, but...
0: I didn't know until I got home and I was. It's 2022. Matt's trying shit, right, man? We're out here. We're (laughs) experimenting. It's like college all over again. (laughs) But that's a story for another day. Uh, Let's get right into it, man, because this is interesting. A little bit of history between the. the Raps and the 76ers in this 4-5 matchup, uh, people will remember going back the uh, the infamous, the shot, right? The three bounces, the four bounces, whatever it the was. four or,
1: bounces. The
0: when, four. Yeah, when Kawhi threw it up there in uh, in Game 7, uh, buzzer beater sent the Raptors on to the conference final. Listen, um, you
1: say throw it up there, but I like to say a simple yet well-crafted play uh-huh. designed to free him up around their two best defenders and get an open shot from the corner, you know, just just basically chess, right? Just yeah. playing chess here. You're right? in the that house for that game. In. I was in the house for that game. I was. <laughs> um, and and um, not only was I in the house, but they, the shot came from the corner where I sit.
0: I, at the time, so, I don't know if you'd still have it. You'd be a fool to delete it. But at the time, you <laughs> sent me the video of being in the, uh, in the building, uh for that shot. If you've got it, you should send that again. It, we'll throw it up here for the I, I, I
1: will throw it back up to you. It yeah. was uh you know, just one of those one of those times where you you know, we all kind of just decided like, oh yeah, we put our cell phones up for these moments. Yes. Type of things without, you know, being the guy who just films everything the whole time. <laughs> um and I ended up just you know, just being lucky enough to be on the right side of the core where everything was happening, um, watching the whole play come out. Uh trusting my, I kind of held my camera out to the side of me. So I was actually watching the play, not through my phone. Right. So I got a little lucky. I actually had it on camera. Um, and, and you do see, um, and hopefully the listeners will check out the Instagram page after. What you actually see is you see one bounce, two bounce, the third bounce, and then my hands just fly up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, you
1: know, you just hear yelling and, and pictures of the ceiling. Now, unbeknownst to me, my buddy was with me, my business partner, and I didn't know he was actually filming us oh, I thought He's got time. the selfie
0: style going, yeah. So
1: he had the selfie style. So I, I actually have in the past, you know, combined the two because you get, like, it dropping oh, and that is the, awesome. the hands coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, those are, I mean, we, we've had, after so many years, some really good experiences in Toronto with some big game moments across a number of sports. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there was the backflip. There was Kawhi. I wouldn't mean, even throw... Ricky Ray and the Argos in there winning the great cup in Ottawa, yeah, yeah, right in the middle of a snowstorm against <laughs> Calgary. So we've had some good stuff happen. Um, man, that, that was such a great memory though. That's still, that is still such uh, an unbelievable moment. Unbelievable moment.
0: That's probably the, you know, uh, it happens in the second round, But in in terms of like the thing everyone remembers from that run to the championship, if you gotta crystallize one moment, right, or or that one play, everyone remembers. Um, there's obviously a bunch of things that go into a run like that, but that's a it's a buzzer beater. It's game seven. It's it's Kawhi. It's all these things. Like that is the the takeaway memory. I'm sure. For you a lot you of
1: know people. what, Matt? Even because what is this? 2019, right? So it's three years ago. It's really not that long. But now that we've got this really kind of interesting revisionist history, <laughs> and to see what's kind of diverged and maybe what would have happened otherwise, realistically. You know, that shot really threw the 76ers into a tailspin.
0: Oh, yeah. They've changed right? a ton they, since then.
1: They were really building up, right? Yeah. They had Embiid, obviously. Now, listen, he's still he, he probably should win the MVP this year. There's, there's no complaint from that guy, about from me, I, I think he's an amazing player. But at the time, him and Bill, uh, Ben Simmons were getting along very well together. Um, they had just picked up Tobias Harris before the trade deadline, um, and they had... You know, Jimmy Butler, they picked up earlier in the season. They were firing and they gave us that team way more than we thought they were going to end up giving us Mm -hmm. because Jimmy Butler is, you know, that's why they call him Jimmy Buckets. (laughs) You know, he, he he's a big game player, right? Say what you want about the guy and his attitude. He's a big game player. That shot goes in. That starts to break the Embiid Simmons duo down, right? Yeah. Because now we're hearing that the reason that Jimmy Butler left was he didn't think that Ben Simmons could be part of that team. And the team picked Ben Simmons. right? So instead, you end up giving a max salary to Tobias Harris to keep him around. Jimmy Butler leaves. Okay, You get the next season, again, underwhelming loss. You get the next season, because they they went out in the – against – Boston, then the next year, yeah. um, in the uh, the bubble year, and then last year against Atlanta, and that's it, right? No more Ben Simmons. Ben now Simmons he's is gone. There, yeah. You've completely blown this team up. That was literally millimeters from yes. probably being the team to go play the Warriors. Yep. Right? I know they still had to get through Milwaukee, but there's a very good chance that team was going to beat a very inexperienced Milwaukee team. Right? If that doesn't go in, does Kawhi leave? Probably. What happens? Right. Does, does Kyle Lowry have this like championship uh, ego to him, right? Does Fred Van Vliet have that moment where he he takes that next step? There's so many, like, that, that one shot just kind of caused this divergent history with these two franchises. I think that's what's so cool that we're coming back a couple years later and revisiting this, so...
0: Well, you and I like could sit said, here, and we could wax poetic about that whole uh, about that whole run for the entire time we got you here. We better move it forward, because you're right. <laughs> they are going to face off once more here. Joel Embiid is still kicking around. He's going to do his thing. Uh, a, there's a lot of pieces of the Raptors that have turned over as well. Um, this is a 4-5 matchup, and I think it's fair. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. You're the expert here. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Philadelphia are the favorites here, but not by the huge margin that a lot of people are painting it as. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah. I, 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 come on. We, I mean, as much as a Raptor fan as I am, I think we'd be pretty silly to say they should not be the betting favorites. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going in, again, I, I know it hasn't been announced yet, but you are going in with the MVP. Or who should be the MVP. Yep. Theoretically, he should have been the MVP last year, except he got hurt for too long. But he should be the MVP this year, especially for what he's had to hold. I know Jokic, uh, you know, he's been missing key members of his team as well. But, uh, you know, Embiid had to keep his team together through all this bullshit that had been going on. In addition, he, you know, first big man in years to lock down scoring title. He's always all defense. The guy is a menace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Raptor Twitter now. You'll, you'll see, oh, look at what we do to, you know, to Joel. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know what it is, what we do to Joel? I think we minimize him by like, it's like 2% or something like sure, that. You, still it's, kill you know, him. it's very, it's very minimal. Like we, he averages one less point against us that he does everybody else across <laughs> the league or something insane. Right. And like a half a rebound and a half of an assist left, Right. right? It, it's, you don't stop Joel and beat Right, I don't. At the you same time, I it. don't think
0: he loves playing Toronto either. Right, like it, I don't think that's a great matchup for him. But he is still who he is, and he's going to get his. Right, he is like
1: still it. who he is. Now, yeah. it's not going to be what we saw when it was Marcus and Serge Ibaka. On no. him, right, no. <laughs> you know we don't have those. You know, I hate to call Serge Ibaka a grizzled old vet, but at that, point, you know, he is now. <laughs> yeah. But you know, some rougher, uh, you know, bigger guys who can put the body on him and really bully him around. This time we are going to be attacking him with Pascal. We're going to be using Chris Boucher. You are going to see Precious. Precious. You are going to see. You are going to see Ken Birch, Right. We're going to be rolling out very nimble, athletic. Try to match him and his athleticism a little bit. Um, again, you know they're going to grab boards over us, right? Yep. Um, but that being said, the the ability of this team to rebound together is really what's going to make the difference, right? Is that this team is going to throw out like it's been all you know said all along. This is an interesting experiment in basketball. We're sending out four guys who have between six eight to six nine, and Fred VanVleet, and we're going <laughs> get them. You know, like yeah. go get. Them. And you know, and sometimes you know when Fred VanVleet's on, on the bench, you know, and you know a lot has been said about this, right? Like one thing I want to tell you about because I know you're going to ask about. Okay, so where where are we on things? My biggest complaint all year has been Raptors Twitter who lambast, and okay, listen, I am card-carrying member number 107 in the Nick Nurse School of Coaching here, but (laughs) like I am not going to lie about that, but what he does better than every other coach, at least in Raptor history, and specifically very different to Dwayne Casey, is he tests out all the options, right? Dwayne Casey always looked good in the regular season because he ran his five, five guys out of the starting lineup, And he got his five bench guys and he said, okay, we're doing this. The problem with that method is what happens if you run into a Joel Embiid or a Trey Young or one of these generational players that you can't just assume where you're going to stop. So it's, you know, Nick Nurse has been well documented saying, I throw out these different lineups and I need X amount of minutes with all these lineups. And on a Tuesday night against Detroit, I can run this out for 10 minutes and it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: Let me see what these guys look like together. Let's see what this
1: can do. We just need data points, right? So we can make the decision when the game actually matters what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I think that is the one advantage that we have because to get Harden onto their team, they had to give up a lot. Yes, they gave up Ben Simmons who wasn't playing and who still isn't playing, but they also gave up uh, another center in DeAndre um, to Brooklyn and they gave up Seth Curry. And that's a huge loss to them because Seth Curry provides so much, uh, like just that threat of that three from the corner, right? Just like his brother, maybe not as good as his brother, but <laughs> like his brother, right? So sure. um, everywhere he's, every time he's left a team, those teams immediately seem to regret it, getting rid of him because it's not an easy guy to replace. Right?
0: Uh, you mentioned James Harden there and what they had to give up to to bring him in, and look it's been kind of an up and down couple of years for him now a little bit, but he has gone ice cold here over the last two or three weeks at the worst possible time. Is that something that you expect him to turn around when the, the the big lights get turned on and it's time for, for playoff matchups or is this just what he is now kind of really streaky and and we don't really know what we're going to get from him?
1: Yeah, not at all. I I don't think he's turning this around. I, I don't think so. Um, You can almost see it in his eyes. Uh, There seems to be something. That that confidence he had during his MVP seasons is gone. And I don't think it's, you know, he's no longer a good player. He's still probably a top 15 player in the league. But there is a little bit of age catching up with him, right? I think we see a guy like... LeBron well, LeBron's probably the best example in this case, right? Um, a guy who can play forever, right? Um, and we assume, oh, geez, well, even Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul uh, is 36 or 37 right now. He's kind of reinvigorated his career two years ago, three years You're
0: ago. You're not suggesting that's old, are you? That's that's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: also suggesting that we're old. Yeah, uh, all right. Tell you, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: I don't We're feel like, I, I feel like We're I'm a James not Harden, trade, eh? not a guy who can play forever. That's
1: <laughs> But, I, you know, I think this is the problem, right? We've seen guys, it's it's almost become a norm that where we used to look at guys who turned over 30, especially as basketball players, we went, oh, they're, they're on the tail end. Right. But because they tend to train better and eat better, uh, recover better, travel better, you know, we see guys being better into their early 30s. Mm-hmm. But we just assume that all these guys can still be good at 36 or 35, whatever it is. I don't see that with James Harden. Right. You know, we got to look. Well, I, I think a better comparison to him is a guy like Allen Iverson who just dropped one yeah. day. Or even like he, Carmelo he went, a little bit, right? Or like, Carmelo is yeah. another good example, right? A guy who was an absolute superstar showed up the next september for work and was like
0: oh, oh you know it's it was very reminiscent
1: yeah. of those like early 90s hockey players and you're like wait what happened to you yeah where did you go <laughs> like, what happened what what happened yeah. right like you look like you're in shape but you can't play the same way
0: right um look hey, at you, Keith Kachuk.
1: You know, yeah <laughs> david clarkson uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just <Keith laughs> Kachuk
0: used to show up for after that year off that 04-05 lockout um, he showed up something like 60 pounds heavier than he was but the last time, and he just never got it back. So, <laughs> well, I mean,
1: that's a lot of beer dogs right there, right? For sure. Right? For the boys out in Lake
0: Joe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, to, to keep that you know, uh, concise, I think the problem is we have this assumption that these guys are all going to age more gracefully, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's completely true because I think we just –
0: those genetic freaks are in
1: front of us so much better. Um, And I think a guy like James Harden, he hasn't shown that he has the best work ethic, right? Right. We see him, he balloons, right? I mean, if you think back to, geez, was it only this year he got traded to to Brooklyn, I guess, right? Or was it the end of last year, whatever it was, you know, he showed up at Houston looking 20, 30 pounds overweight. And then with three weeks, he looked back like he was in playing weight, right? So, he has a tendency to yo-yo, or looks like he yo-yos a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it doesn't see. I know there's all these stories about you know he likes the nightclubs, he likes the party <laughs> life a little bit. Um, like who doesn't? I guess. Sure. But, you know, if you're getting paid thirty some million dollars, maybe don't like it so much during the playoffs. Like yeah, the regular maybe it's season. more of a
0: summer thing for you. Yeah,
1: I did hear a little rumor um, that the game against Philly, where they played in Toronto recently, where he didn't play so well. I have it under good knowledge that he was at a sponsored event the night before Yeah. as in, as a, I won't say what sponsored event, but if you know his shoe deal with a couple other guys from the Houston team who were in Toronto a couple days in advance for the same event uh, and they were out. People, I don't know how late they were out, but I know they were out.
0: Yeah. People don't realize this. Toronto is is like a hidden kind of gem for, for a lot of NBA players because they kind of get up north of the border and they don't, and they're probably right, but like there's no ESPN everywhere or like it's kind of a hidden gem. And the Raptors like to play these like 1 p.m. Sunday games and all of a sudden guys are rolling through on a Saturday night, going to check out the nightlife a bit. And uh, there's a bit of a home court advantage there for the Raps. For sure.
1: Well, you know, let's go back to that, that 2019 run. And I know we talked about it on this podcast. Again, I know under good knowledge <laughs> that game one against golden state two nights before right they rode at a very famous gentleman's club nice <laughs> or at least half the team was i can't say everybody was there but i know half the team and i know one of their very uh famous shooters was there <laughs> very very late <laughs> Uh, Hard to yeah, blame I, them I, I though. I can, eh? like, I can I can't let you know my source, but I know for sure uh, that was there, and you know they did not play very well in game one. And no. you know I have reason to believe that they still might have been a little dehydrated from two nights before. Honestly, so, during the
0: playoffs, you gotta you got not
1: yeah, <laughs> come on, don't count out the real MVPs here in Toronto, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, Brass Rail is saying. gonna
0: play a. a- <laughs> going to play a major part in this series. Look, I want to ask you about some of the Raptors players here in particular and how they stack up. But the last thing that we're hearing a lot about, and I mentioned off the top, is Matisse Thybul. And for those who aren't familiar, uh, this is a player who is unvaccinated. So they are unable to play games uh, in Toronto. So that will be games three, four, and if necessary, game six. Now, we don't talk about it much. We've been hearing about this with uh, Trevor Story in the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox weren't sure if they wanted to sign him because he was unvaccinated. The Red Sox play 10 games in Toronto. It's going to be important games if you want to contend this year. We're hearing it about Aaron Judge. Unvaccinated. Is he going to be able to cross the border? Um, these are regular season concerns right now. And on the NBA front, it's time. It's They've run out of real estate. They're out of runway. Uh, if you're not vaccinated... You can't play. Now, the thing that the American media doesn't talk anywhere near enough about is the fact that the exact same rules (laughs) exist, going the other way. The United States has the exact same policy Canada does. If you're not vaccinated, you can't just waltz in and and do your thing. Um, But because every other team is in the United States, it's not a big deal. And you see the Twitter replies saying, well, Toronto should have to move to... Shut up, stupid. Okay, So, who is... How big of a loss is this for Philadelphia? I've read that Matisse Theibel is an all-defensive team kind of player. Um, you know, certainly can contribute, certainly defends very, very well. But how big of a loss is this? And obviously, relatedly, how big of an advantage will it be for Toronto that he won't be in the lineup in those, uh, those games at the uh, Scotiabank Arena? Massive. Okay.
1: This this is this is a big big blow to Philadelphia, right? This is a big blow, right? Because he, you know, he, you're going, Joel Embiid, James Harden, now you've got, Seibel's um, really become that third guy instead of Harris, right? Okay, he's kind of taken over that third third position there. If you want to, call, you know, everybody in the NBA always wants to talk about big threes. Yeah. Um, he, he's tough defensively. Um, he for a, a while, especially when Harden first came over to the team, he was really starting to put up a couple points per game. Um, he's not the most reliable shooter. I mean, he's only shooting thirty percent from three. Uh, but what he does, you know, averaging one and a half, close to two steals a game, he's always good for a
0: block. Um, a and little it's likely like, the guy they're going to want to put on Pascal, right?
1: Yeah. It, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Pascal. Right. Um, there's a lot of times, if you look at some of the other games, it always sen- seems to be Embiid okay. on there. And I just don't know if that's the Raptors trying to get him on Embiid to get him tired. Right. That, now, that's a thing too, right? You're looking at now, if you don't have one of your, Your third, fourth guy Mm -hmm. in your starting lineup. What is that doing to the rest of the minutes for the rest of the team, right? And we've seen, like, okay, Joel Embiid's never played this many games in a season. He's never made it this far without an injury. He's putting up severe minutes. We know a guy like James Harden does not do well the later a series goes in, right? Right. So you got guys like Shaq saying Philly in four. That's how Philly wins, right? Philly wins this series if it's in four or five games.
0: That's interesting. Their way to win. Yeah. Okay. If it goes longer. Well, cause these opening round Toronto games used to be shorter series chance. too, right? Like that's yep. see, the fact that it Toronto could drag to this out. Uh, yeah. So the fact yeah, that Toronto th- might have the ability to drag this out could again be be beneficial to them.
1: 100%. I, I'm not part of the group that thinks it's going to be Raptors in five. No, I, I think that's, I think that's a pipe dream. I think that's a lot of, you know, listen, Toronto has been, the, I think we've been the fourth best team since the all-star break. Mm-hmm. I'm not silly enough to think That's going to mean we're going to run over Philadelphia. I think, you know, we don't play quite the fast paced basketball that we think we do in Toronto. It is a slower pace. I think that's going to uh, favor Joella Beat a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, the the strategies, you know, Nick Nurse is going to employ and the number of people that they can just keep rolling out. That's the one thing different this year, uh, as, you know, let's say as opposed to two years ago uh, in the playoffs when we were playing Boston. It's just this ability to like, oh, Ken Birch has two quick fouls. It's okay. We're putting Precious in. Sure. Oh, he got a. Okay, no, no. We're we're just going to throw Chris Boucher in.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, we you know. Okay, well, Gary goes in. Now we're we're moving this guy around. It, we can kind of do a little bit of everything with this with this team, and I think we could just end up, even though Nick Nurse doesn't go like to go too deep into this bench. I think their ability to really tire hard and out by the fourth quarter in most of these games, and definitely as soon as we get past, especially if it looks like the games are going to be actually every two days, yeah. which is really hard to do in the first round. Usually there's a, an extra break day because the NHL schedule gets in the way, but it doesn't look like it's going to
0: happen this year. God bless so, the Flyers staying out of the way. Here, staying out of the
1: playoffs, <laughs> right? And I looked, at least the Leafs, the Leafs are back and forth with them. The only uh, day we had the same game is, would be game four, Uh, that's in Toronto in the afternoon, but Toronto is out of town on that day. So there's no conflict. Um, but anyways, all this to say, when you're missing one of your top guys who can't play, you know, 35 minutes a game, you know, he played, you know, on average, I'm looking here just real quick, you know, about 30 minutes a game, late twenties, uh, a game, right. That's a lot of minutes to fill in for their team. And that's like I said, already missing, you know, they traded Seth, they traded Deandre, they traded Ben, right. This team is a lot different if Ben's playing or, you know, the, the divorce doesn't
0: happen. Yes. Uh, so you are going to see a bit of a, you know, a home court advantage. And that's, you know, as we said, that goes both ways across the border. The difference is the Raptors all got vaccinated. So, you know, fuck you, Philly. Uh, figured out. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, the, the
1: crazy thing about that is, like, we're not hearing this anymore about the NHL,
0: right? No.
1: The NHL when it got their shit together. And the thing about Marie- Matisse Stiebel, he came out and he said, you know, you know, I, I you know, I want my privacy protected. Sure, no problem, man. And he said, you know, people need to understand there's more than just Western medicine philosophy. Hey, sure, of course, man. I was raised on naturopathic medicine. Sure, okay, man. But he went and got one vaccination. Yeah,
0: That's the thing. You got one, so you weren't that opposed. You weren't that morally whatever. You just didn't bother with the second, and now it's screwing over your team a little bit here. Yep, so, yeah. Uh, lo- let's talk a little bit quickly. Uh, you said, obviously you're not naive enough to believe that this is a, you know, four or five game romp for the Raptors. Shaq's got, this is a four game sweep for Philly. That's equally as ridiculous. This is going to be a long series. I think either way, let's talk a bit about the Raptors here. OG Obi, he's been ailing a little bit here lately. Are we expecting that he will be back and good to go for game one?
1: He looks fine. He, he was, he was playing last game. I, I don't think anything looks weird with him. It was a broken finger, right? So, um, I mean, his shooting was not great. Right. Um, you know, they've given some some other days off. I, I can't remember if there was some other small injury that kind of popped up there in the last week, but I know it was a, a finger injury earlier in March. On, I think that I noticed him on the bench playing with that again the other day. His shooting definitely seemed a bit off. He was old for five from three. Um, but listen, another week, the, the benefit of staying out of that play-in tournament. Yeah. I mean, now they catapulted themselves from. 8th all the way up to 5th which was insane <laughs> um, and with like some distance too it wasn't even like we had to worry for the last couple of games uh, so you know the, the benefit of that for, for this team is Fred Van Vliet, OG and Noby Pascal getting some time to just get fresh legs, recover and, and come out fresh right as right. opposed to trying to play one to two games to make sure they're getting into the playoffs so I think this is a huge you know a huge benefit for this team to just get these guys feeling good I mean, Fred Van Vliet, even though he had played most of the games, uh, was definitely ailing, right? They weren't making him play back-to-backs anymore. It's a knee uh, it with give him, him a it looks time like, off. right? Yeah, and it just looks like aggravated from playing way too much basketball. Right. Right, And uh, unfortunately, you know, if you're playing a sport where you're jumping around, yep. that's, <laughs> I hate to say it, it's going to happen.
0: Right? So. Uh, if As you kind of sized this up, and we were coming down the stretch, is this the matchup knowing that Toronto was, I know it, you know, coming down to the last weekend, there was a chance that, that Toronto could have got up, got uh, home court advantage, got to fourth. But as you were sizing this up and kind of looking ahead, is this the matchup you would have wanted? Were you glad to avoid Boston or Milwaukee? Uh, Milwaukee did a little bit of little funky stuff there at the end, (laughs) kind of avoid a, a healthy Brooklyn. Um, is this kind of out of everybody that was likely on the table uh, as a possible outcome? Is this the one you would have wanted?
1: If you look at the top four teams, this is the team the Raptors wanted. Yeah. I think this is, and again, we can we, you know, say, like, Joel Embiid is the MVP. This is the team we want to play. If the Raptors so have weird, any eh? chance of going to the <laughs> second round, this is the team we want to play. Again, because it's their lack of depth on, on the 76ers is crazy compared to the other top four teams. They just don't have enough pieces right. to move. Like if they get by the Raptors, I don't think they get by the Heat or, you know, or hmm. whoever it might be. Right. Or uh, Celtics or whoever they are. Yeah. I guess it would be either the Heat or uh, Giannis and, and the Bucs. Right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're not getting by those teams. They're, they're just they're not talented, you know, one through eight to get through unless they, you know, fortuitously find themselves uh, with an injured star on the other side. Right. That's, that's kind of the only way it happens for this guy, this team to get through, which is such an interesting thing um, in, in the way they've been constructed. And, you know, I heard uh, one of the, one of the blowhards, I think it was coward um, down in the U S said, you know, Philly's got two closers and Toronto doesn't have any closers. So I'll take Philly too. in this series. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, Joellen beans won nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: we know Harden's won nothing, and typically gets worse as it goes on. <laughs> Even though that one series they won against OKC, you right. know, and you know, Paul was getting hurt, and it, Lou Dort was lighting them up, and you're like, <laughs> you know, Harden had to make some like last minute stop on Lou Dort for God's sake. Yeah, love the guy from Montreal, but come on,
0: remember that everybody he's for not, a couple weeks a had star. Lou Dort fever. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: hey, you know, in, Harden is not a guy who scares me. Uh, because of his competitive fierceness, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, and I think this is a team that the Raptors can bully a bit. And like I said, they can run them around. They're going to be able to run them down to the ground. Nobody's scared of uh, Danny Green anymore, unfortunately. We all Did love we Danny, ring yet? scared of him. I finally gave him the ring last <laughs> week, which was nice. Nice of the Raptors to finally yeah. get him here to Toronto. Uh, now, he's having a good shooting season. I think he's back up shooting around 40% from three. Right. But he's also not shooting a lot right? Um, and, you know, come playoff time, it, it, he's, he's getting up there. He's getting up there in age. He's not quite the defensive player he used to be. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting series because we're going to have the Raptors do what Raptors do best, which is go, everybody gets 15 points.
0: Right. You know? Spread and it out. Balanced if, if attack.
1: If having a bad day, that's okay because scotty has got 20 and Fred Van bleet has got 20. If Fred's having a bad day, it's okay because Chris Boucher stepped up today, right? And it, it's kind of that next man up mentality and as long as they don't get caught playing five on six because the refs start playing a little tight with the whistle. I think the Raptors have a legitimate chance. And I haven't even talked about how the worst coach in the history up three games to one is Doc Rivers. (laughs) And he consistently blows three to one leads.
0: So it (laughs) might be best case scenario for us to end up three, (laughs) one down. (laughs) He, wanting... he,
1: I don't know what it is about him and his teams. I know, I know they're they're rumoring Nick Nurse going to the Lakers. That's a bunch of BS. He's not going anywhere. He's still, I don't even know what they would have to give the Raptors to even attempt that. But I can tell you this: you can only get him there through trades. Um, and there's literally nobody on the the Raptors would take from that team anyways, unless his name wasn't uh, Anthony Davis, which you're not bringing him over. <laughs> a coach. If he's leaving, yeah. and they've got no first round draft picks for the next three years. So there's nothing, there's, there's no way he gets over there basically, even if he wanted to, which I don't think he would. Why would, want would to. you
0: want to right now? That thing's in shambles yeah. at the moment, but, I, uh,
1: I think the only thing keeping them in connection is that he is a clutch client. Yes. I think that is the one big, uh, thing, but, uh, okay. I, I think actually OG and Obi might be a clutch client. Sure. too. I don't know if that, I, I don't know what that means, right? It's, uh, people i think have realized that it's not lebron from 5 years ago anymore right or 3 years ago it's 36 year old lebron again you know the older lebron <laughs> sorry about <it. laughs> oh sorry, yeah Mike. like
0: you're not right behind me here we um i'm right there i'm coming right yeah up here. let's bring this back home though man we got uh, a tight looking series ahead of us here honestly i'm looking forward to it you know me i'm i'm in and out on the raptors throughout the regular season but in the playoffs i get all in um And honestly, this has been an interesting team to follow because while I sort of have taken issue, and and no doubt you have more than I have, with this characterization that the Sixers are all stars and the Raptors are all role players, I take issue with that assessment of the series. I do sort of understand what they're driving at. There are bigger names on Philadelphia, but some of that is self-created by the media because you just don't talk about Toronto, right? Like, that's sort of... Um, a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy, but I understand oh, the of, characterization of that's being yeah. done here. I did see uh, someone shared a tweet the other day that had like twenty different American TV experts, and it was reasonably well split. I think twelve or thirteen of them had Philadelphia, and and seven or eight had Toronto. And I, you know, we talked about it. Toronto is not the favorite here, so that seems about right to me. Uh, what do you think happens in this series? And and give us your pick, man. Raptors in six.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a beat of hesitation, my friend. Raptors in six.
0: Unbelievable.
1: I, I, I am confident with this team. Uh, we might have to go back to whenever we did this podcast in October or late September. I can't remember where it was now, but, um, probably, probably mid October if I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had the Raptors finishing in sixth place.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah. um, just out of the playoff playing spot, um, I've always felt they've been about this good. Uh, I think Philadelphia is less good than they were at the beginning of the year, surprisingly. <laughs> and I think we've made bigger strides. I like, mean, we didn't know that how good Scotty Barnes was going to be yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Uh, now he's the one guy you're going to see the U.S. media fall absolutely in love with. Yeah. He's he's going to be that. You know next
0: what? Don't blame him.
1: Guy, right? I mean, he's a very lovable guy. <laughs> yeah, right? he looks, yeah, He looks like he's having fun all the time. Uh, so much talk about him being rookie of the year. I think he might actually steal rookie of the year uh, with that late push last two months. Uh, great defensive player. They talk about him the way that Raptor fans talk about OG and an Obi right. defensively. Uh, and, and again, if we if we got OG being OG and he's healthy, the team is a much, much better team with OG in the lineup, obviously, because he just does all the glue stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be the superstar we might have hoped we were getting. I know, we drafted him like 15th or 16th overall, but I don't think he's ever going to be take that leap. But I think he's going to be in the mold of that Draymond Green, but like a better shooter uh, where he is just – he does all the glue stuff, and you're definitely a better team with him in there than you are without him in there. Uh, so with him, and you know, Pascal has done nothing but play – his mind out when he plays against the b Yeah, look, it's um, it's
0: funny, man, because, and I know we got to wrap this up quick, but like he kind of, Pascal stunk in the bubble. There's no way around that. But everything before that and everything after that, he's been Pascal. Like that's who he is. And I I said the same thing going through the NHL's bubble. I don't take much of this seriously. And it wasn't to take away from anyone who went on and won or performed well, but I didn't really hold it against anybody who was struggling in mid-August to find their rhythm, right? Like, it was a weird situation. <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, Pascal, yeah, he wasn't very good in the bubble.
1: You're, you're telling me when you've created your entire professional life around a, cer- a certain calendar... This is when we play. They have it yeah. thrown off right. and then take you out of your house,
0: right. and move so, you
1: away from your family, put it's you not in not a hotel. Like
0: it's not even like a complaint, right? Like, everyone who won... Tip of the cap, legit. Like I'm not taking anything away from the teams who did well in the bubble. I'm just saying I sort of get it for the teams who showed up and stunk. Right, like it's it it just sort of happens. Right, the Washington Capitals got swept out in like three games. Um, it it's just sort of how it went. So Pascal, yeah, like he's. He is who he is, and I don't think any of us have any reason to doubt that he's going to be fine in this series.
1: I, I think he's going to be just fine. He's done nothing but get and improve again year after year after year, and yeah, he, you know, he, I no longer am worried like I was two years ago when he gets the ball with ten seconds left.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, I, I'm much more confident that he's either going to make the move or find the open man more than I was two years ago when I felt like, okay, I know he's just getting his reps in right now. Right. So, yeah. um, it, it, it's hard not to be confident. Um, one, one last story I'll leave you with, sure. I, I you know, li- left you with a couple, uh, couple basketball stories there. Um, I was at a, a bar last, last week, last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and, uh, all of a sudden this guy walks by and I'm like, Shit, that guy looks familiar. Big dude, big dude. Shit, that guy looks familiar. And my friend who works for uh, Raptors Republic looks over and he goes, "Uh, "Dude, that's that's Pascal's bigger brother." Holy shit! (laughs) And I went, "Huh?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, he's always at this bar." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I and I just like I guess I never put it together that that I've seen him there a million times at this bar. Apparently, Um, much bigger,
0: much bigger. So if Pascal is Spicy P, and this guy is his spicy older brother, spicy is, this, is, uh, is this Old Spice? Is that what we're calling this guy?
1: I, I was, was going to say, he's definitely pushing P. He's definitely pushing P. Because uh, He's a big boy. He looks like a football player. Um, big smile on his face. Looked like he, he knew everybody in the bar. So um, they look like they're happy. But I think they're happy to be back in Toronto. That's all I was going with that. But uh, Do we? If that's uh, what his brother is, and he looks that happy, of course. He was probably, you know, and that's your closest person, your family. And you're separated from them, and like, it's going to be tough gonna be
0: tough do we have a uh, start time i know it's saturday um i assume knowing the oh. nba it'll be on pbs kids right after paw patrol yeah. at 11 a.m saturday you're
1: gonna you're gonna love this for the first time and who knows how long we don't have that game okay we don't have the Nickelodeon game no. <laughs> um, i want to say it's a 6 p.m start
0: yeah i was assuming maybe around five or six but uh, i know yeah, the nba don't loves to turn around i'm round, pretty
1: yeah. sure it's a 6 p.m start uh, I'm pretty sure i just pulling this up. Yeah. 6 p.m. Start All on right. Saturday. So pretty, not quite prime time game, but, but a nice little space there. I think people are actually excited about this game. Yeah. I think they're excited about this series. Um, you know, e- even in that 2019 run, like, come on, it was against Orlando. We shouldn't have really been pissed off because we didn't even want to see Orlando <laughs> at that point. Um, but yeah, we got some, I mean, good game times. The only one that gets a little funky is uh game four in Toronto. That's at 2 p.m. Yeah. So, uh, and who knows that might have something to do with the arenas and stuff like that as well. So, but yeah, we're actually getting some real game time. So, uh, everybody should be at home with their jerseys on.
0: It's going to be great, man. You should
1: have your, uh, definitely have your Barnani jersey on for sure.
0: You know me, man, big, uh, <laughs> Big, what was it? Big pasta guy. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah. The, yeah the, pasta. The, yes. Uh, we got to get Matty out of here. We appreciate you making the time as always. He's on Instagram at Matt Does Physio. He is on Twitter at Matthew Lang. We'll put all that stuff. Uh, he's got a lot of things going on. We'll get in the show notes for you. Check it out uh, wherever you're listening to this. It'll be in the show notes or at tallcanaudio.com. Maddie, as always. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. With that, we'll wind this one down. My name is Matt Robinson. For Matty Lang, this has been episode 956 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Make sure you're following along on social media at Tall Can Audio. Uh, all the links and details you'll be looking for will be in the show notes, like I said. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following there on your podcast app. We will catch you all next time on Tall Can Audio. If y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink, I'm a haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this, to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall can Audio on your favorite podcast app.